Hello and welcome to Tech Takeaways, the podcast taking technology's largest challenges and chopping them down into lovely little bite-sized chunks so that you can mm, enjoy and mm, tasty. Um, I'm your co-host, Jason Fitzgerald, and I'm joined as ever by Wayne Miller. Hi. And Paul Stringfellow. Hi. I'm now starving, by the way. Mm. Thanks. <laughs> Just I mean, you wait. That's the best intro ever, Jason. Well done. <laughs> Thank you very much. So in this week's episode, we are talking about the changing nature of work and hybrid working as well. And we've seen some uh, some press around this recently and how that is changing. So do we want to set the scene a little yeah, bit? Yeah, no, it, I, th- I think I come into the office on Monday, didn't I? And I was reading the Times on Sunday and it was talking um, in the business section about... Um, enterprise organisations adopting a policy of bringing people back into the office. And we were talking when we were kicking it around about the impact of, you know, the person that left the office in March 2020 versus the person that's coming back into the office in September 23. And, you know, there's a different way that we work completely. So, you know, is the office set up for that person walking back into the office? And that's when we thought this would be a good takeaway. And then on top of that, the conversations I've had this week um, since I've been back off my holiday, in case you didn't know I was away. Um, we've been asking people, you know, what, what's, you know, what is it, what's the policy of organisations? And this, we're seeing more and more now companies, it, it's not unadopted a hybrid approach, it's still a hybrid approach, but it's office predominantly over um, working remotely. So um, yeah. we, we were just trying to understand the challenges and this is what we were kicking about in our conversation. So for me, um, you know, when I left the office in March, 2020, I wasn't a big Teams user. We are today. Um, was the infrastructure set up to have 20, 30, 40, hundreds of people all using Teams and the impact? So we were just kind of kicking that around. So yeah, absolutely. I, I think video, conferencing is is one of those those big things you know it's 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 massively changed you know if i if i think back to prior to covid prior to lockdown the number of video calls i was on per week was was quite low you know maybe one or two per week um and now it's it's massive you know it could be four per day um and and i don't think that i'm unusual in that i think that is probably the trend everyone has kind of ramped up um ramped up with that and and i think that there's an expectation there as well that if we can do it in a video call let's do it in a video call as opposed to to meeting up um it's funny you talk about that i made my first phone call from a landline today this year no way yeah i did I what's, a, what's a landline yeah yeah and, and i even <laughs> dialed nine before i went out and I, when i rung again i said do you realize this is the first landline call i've made this year if you're yeah. watching dave it was you um <laughs> so but yeah that was the how strange is that i must have had yeah. hundreds of teams calls but one from a landline did you have to put 10p in no no it wasn't quite that so um so, so i think it's, it's really interesting you know and, it, and if we park for now you know this is not a conversation about the rights and wrongs of whether you should be forcing people back into the office or not um you know but i, I think i think a lot of the stuff is quite interesting you, you know that that idea of being on video calls you know funnily enough i was i was reading something i, I was surprised this was covered in the beano but it was um but I, I, they, they were talking excellent in, source of news indeed yeah I, I, you know, <laughs> One day I'll be a grown-up and can read things like The Times. <laughs> or the Viz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, de- yeah, it was definitely in Viz, but not for this episode. Um, but they were talking in there actually about this idea of video calls, you know, and the fact that they walked into a kind of an office space, 
open plan office space and everybody was on video calls. And then that raised a question about what's the point? Why are they even in the office? Because they're not talking to each other. They're talking remotely to somebody. And all you've got, you know, and we, we've seen this ourselves, haven't we, in, in our offices, is the impact of lots of people on video calls because you're in a space that's not really designed for that. Yeah. And suddenly everybody, or you can hear, so we, we play the tactical mute game, don't we, when we're, we're doing video <laughs> yeah. calls in our office because we know if there's two or three of us on the same call, then it, those microphones will be picked. It doesn't matter how good the microphone is, the, the chance that the software itself is not quick enough to cancel out the, the yeah, noise the echo, in the background. Yeah, and so you're you're still going to get that. So actually, we we were on a call today, weren't we? Before we came out recording, and actually, rather than trying to do that, we just took ourselves off. Luckily, the space that we're in, you know, we've got, we we've got some separate meeting rooms, so we we went off to a separate meeting room, and we both shouted at your laptop together. Um, you know, and and but but that's it's those kind of things that are changing that that we have to think about because I think you know lots of lots of things that we did were forced to do because we all had to. You know, like like for me, I had to live in my loft for three years. You know, we had to do those things. But there's lots of good things that came from that, you know. Actually, that thing you're talking about around meetings, that ability to have the flexibility and actually to people to be comfortable with the idea that, yeah, let's just jump on a Teams call or a Zoom call. Yeah. Whereas I think wind back three, four years, you wind back four years, People didn't like the idea of jumping on a video call. It would put it, well, can't you come and see me in my office? That's hugely inefficient. Yeah, we live yeah. in a world, and we've, we've talked on the show before about things like sustainability, and we, we, you know, it's a conversation we're having a lot. Well, why are we saying to people, you need to drive two hours to come and see me, and we'll have an hour, and then you drive back two hours, when actually what we could do is we can jump on a call in a minute, have our hour conversation, and then end that and go on and do something else and we've never got in a car, you know. And I think there's there's lots of those kind of things, but it, it but it is about balance, you know. And obviously with this episode we wanted to talk about what was what was some of the impact of that. So we've talked about the impact of lots of people on video calls and thinking about how do you practically do that. Yeah. But what's what's some of the other impacts then yeah. bring people in? We're talking about infrastructure. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that and I think that you expectations have changed. I, I think is probably the best way I could put that. So the ex- expectation when working at home, if 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 you think about you know someone that's working at home, they may have a you know standard broadband connection, so fifty meg, sixty meg, some, something like that. You know, not ultra fast, but not slow, and that's to themselves. You know, that's fifty meg connection all to themselves. It's fast. It's reliable. It's available. It's available to them for when they need to use it, you know, and there might be two or three other people on that, but the bandwidth is quite high per user. If you look that as we're now going to come back into the office and have that same expectation, well, they've got the expectation that it's going to be fast and reliable and the latency is going to be low. How do we guarantee that within the infrastructure for maybe a thousand users? Um, Is there enough broadband? Is the connection fast enough? Is the latency there? If we've got all of these calls going on simultaneously, you know, let's let's say, you know, a thousand users, maybe 150, 200 simultaneous calls. Can the firewalls cope with that? Do we need to think about that? Um, Have we got the bandwidth? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that extrapolated out. So if we look at um, kind of like large cities, city centres, during COVID, obviously everyone moved out of city centre and now they're on the, on the way back in. That sudden demand in broadband uh, usage, um, so in increased bandwidth, 
can the ISPs cope with some of them? No, because there's just not the physical infrastructure in the ground to be able to do it. So I think customers are, are exploring different ways to do it. So we, we've mentioned this previously, SD-WAN. It's quite, quite, a, quite a cool technology, being able to bring multiple internet connections from maybe smaller providers into one firewall that gives you one kind of large link. And that could be 5G or fiber optic or, you know, standard telephone line. I, th- I think that's that's changing um, and we're seeing some of that as well. Um, but for me, I, th- I think it is around the expectation. How, how do we make sure that the infrastructure is architected in such a way to meet that expectation? Well, you know, if you look, most people are using wireless now as well, aren't they? So people are rocking up, they've got the laptop, they've got Teams on it. Yeah. They're connecting to the wireless. You know, is the wireless that they left? You know, we've recently done a project where we've installed Wireless 6. We did. uh, Into a local college. Um, Is that network access point capable of having 20 or 30 people connected to it running, I don't know, 150, 200 kilobits per second Mm -hmm. throughput for teams as well as the, you know, the, the, the wired infrastructure, as well as the firewall, as well as the ISP? All of that is going to need to be upgraded, isn't it, um, to kind of cope with the demand now? In some cases, yeah. Yeah. So so if you... So here's, a, here's a strange change of chain of events now. It's uh, that you two talking about the technology. So I'll ask the Wayne questions. So, you know, if we are... Oh, dear. Um, oh no, shaky ground here. <laughs> but, you know, if... if so somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, you know, for whatever reason, actually, really, we want to be encouraging people back into the office because it suits our business model. So, you know, let's let's, let's take that yeah. as red. So what are the kind of things that they need to be doing um, in terms of making sure they've got environments for, for that to work effectively? You know, practical things they can be doing, perhaps. So, so what's some stuff they could do? The, the, the ISP is the first one for me. You know, Jason's um, made a good point there. You know, a lot of companies historically would have a single ISP with two connections, you know, active, passive. What we're, what I envisage seeing as we move forward will be, you know, Jason was just mentioning SD-WAN, will be an organisation that will take two connections in an active, active scenario from different ISPs. So they've got their own resilience built in coming into, um, you know, a form of SD-WAN, a firewall. Um, and yeah. that presents one logical, I'm sounding like I'm technically comfortable here, but that presents one logical connection back into the organisation. Um, and from some of the SD-WAN conversations we've had so far, the SD-WAN device will make decisions on which yeah. circuit to use based upon the availability, correct, yeah. latency, yeah. jitter, all of them things that I know nothing about, but I know the words. Um, and then infrastructure, you know, you, you, you know more than I do, you know, um, about the physical infrastructure, the cable, the switches, the access points. I've always wanted to try and have a rule of thumb that says this AP can cope with this many concurrent connections with this much throughput, but I've never been really able to understand the tech data sheets. Well, and do those numbers need to be reconsidered now? Because maybe some of the things we thought about, so X amount users on an access point, but that's not, we weren't thinking at the time of X amount users doing video calls, hitting SaaS applications. We were browsing websites, weren't we, on portals that weren't time dependent when, you know, milliseconds weren't important. They are now. I think does video fall if it's less than, if it goes over 30 or 40 milliseconds? I don't know. There was a rule. I can't remember what it is. So another Mm -hmm. question, maybe one for you, Jay, this actually, in terms of, so while we're talking here about people encouraging people back to the office, there's probably relatively few cases where it's everybody. Mm. But there will certainly be encouraging more and more 
maybe a bigger percentage to come back, but there will still be people who, because, you know, we talked before about this huge benefit from things that we learned during COVID. So actually we talked about better sustainability by using Teams and Zoom rather than getting in the car for a one hour meeting. But does, does the idea that we're going to have this kind of hybrid workforce, does that dictate some of the architectural changes that people need to consider as well? Yeah, I think it probably does um, because if you were to look at, I'm, I'm going to stay with bandwidth and, and infrastructure with this, um, it, it's easy to look at kind of a typical usage and times that by staff counts. But if you're not going to have all of your staff in, you know, you maybe have, you know, four days in the office, one day a week at home, well, that's 80% total count, isn't it? So 80%, okay, well, what does 80% mean? You know, how, how do we work out if the infrastructure is sized appropriately or, or not? There's a couple of tools that we can use for that. One of which is Microsoft Teams dashboard. So we can go into the dashboard and we can take a look at how many calls are happening, the frequency of the calls. What is an administrator? Sorry, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, so in, in Microsoft 365 dashboard, you can go in, you get all, all kinds of stats on uh, bandwidth, upload speed, download speed, the connection specific details. And, and really it's, it, 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 give, it gives you an indication on there as to what a good quality call looks like and the number that are happening with, within your organisation across the, the entire Concurrently staff as well, count. it'll give you kind of your busy period. A absolutely, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So if, if you can understand the total number of calls that are happening um, and the bandwidth with that, then you can start to make some calculations to say, do we need more access points or do we need some faster access points? Um, interesting that you mentioned Wi-Fi 6 earlier. So Wi-Fi 6 points will actually do um, faster than a gig wirelessly. So the so most companies have a wired LAN infrastructure to access points that, that's probably running at a gig. So what that means is that the access point is able to do faster than a gig but if the cable in itself is going back to a switch that's it's doing one gig, there's your bottleneck. Yeah. So the advice for Wi-Fi 6 is actually to use 2.5 gig uplinks from the switch to the access points. Okay, fantastic. Well, you can upgrade the access switch, but then how do we link it back to the core? Do we need to then consider fiber optics in the core? You know, it, 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 it's almost like an end-to-end -end consideration to say, let's remove all the bottlenecks so that we're, we're given a great experience because that that's what... if. If the driver for this is to encourage people to back into the office, you've got to give a great experience. It's got to work. It's got to work at least as good as what they get at home. Mm. Because if, if the flip side is option A, I can work at home, I can walk the dog, I can wash the dishes, whatever you need to do. And have you got it? Didn't know you had a dog. I don't have a dog. Oh, okay. I borrow yours. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, versus I go into an office and I get bad Wi-Fi and I can't really do much. Well, you kind of shooting yourself in the foot that way. So I think look look at it. It's important people realise Wayne's got dog resilience, hasn't he? He's got two dogs. Yeah, yeah, um, HA so, dog. Yeah, so, so, so if we lose one dog, we're, we're still yeah. good. Um, so look, I, I mean, I appreciate we're going to run out of time here, but you know, in terms of, in terms of organisations who want to bring lots of people back to the office, you know, is there any scenario where they can do this without thinking and just demand everybody back or do they have to do a piece of work first that says, what is that going to look yeah, like? Yeah, you've, you've got to look for, you know, and if you look at the way they're bringing people back into the office, they're normally saying people will come back to the office in groups so everyone can collaborate. It's pointless coming back in, you know, when you want to come back because, you you know, you want to be with your, or they want people to be with their colleagues to um, 
encourage collaboration. But you've probably got to look at the busiest moments and plan for that, haven't you? You know, you've yeah. got to look at how Big many times. people are in, what percentage. I mean, I didn't know that was available. If you look at Teams dashboard, you know, what's the busiest moment that we've got? And we've got to plan for that and headroom. Um, so, you know, can the APs support the number of people connecting to them? If not, you know, talk to us. Um, is the bandwidth available from the ISP capable of supporting that number of concurrent Teams calls or even, you know, as everyone moves to um, SIP uh, or hosted voice with the, the switch off of the ISDN network? Um, so we've got ISP and is it ISP resilient? So you've got two instead of one with an active passive. Have you got um, firewall throughput? You know, you mentioned that before. Yeah. We've done a couple of... Um, quote recently where people have got faster bandwidth requirements which means they need chunkier boxes that can inspect more packets is that yep. what a firewall yep, does pretty much yeah i sound like yep. i should be in pre-sales yeah. don't I? <laughs> um you know right the way through to the wired uh, infrastructure to the to the access points that people connect to because you know, i'd imagine most people aren't plugging into a lan audio on a wireless uh, sorry on a laptop yeah probably not yeah. i think a, a lot of laptops don't even have ethernet yeah. adapters on them anymore yeah. So, well, I think that that's a great episode. I've I've really enjoyed that. That's good. So I hope you've enjoyed it too. Uh, subscribe, uh, hit subscribe below if you're watching it on YouTube. We're available in all good homes of podcasts if you're a listener. So thanks for listening.